Testing one, two. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast, Aniere, all about going behind the scenes with creatives and having powerful conversations on pressing matters. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode. Today, I have a very, very special guest with me. The other day, I was watching a clip of one of Emma Watson's speeches that she had at a UN conference, and she was talking all about feminism. And I realized that I hadn't done a podcast episode on feminism. So I thought, who best to sit down with than my one of the strongest feminists I know, my sister Irina. Thank you so much for joining me today. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. So I want to start off by asking you how old you were when you realized that you were a feminist. Um that's a good question. Um let me see. So I think my familiarity with the term and then me like relating my personality and my beliefs with the term would probably, I would say high school, like my junior year of high school, it was almost instantly like when I moved to the US because mm-hmm. I wasn't too familiar, like if I'm being upfront about it, I wasn't too familiar with the details of the term in Nigeria. I obviously mm-hmm. knew like, I didn't like sexism, I didn't like gender stereotypes, I didn't like unequal standards and unequal opportunities between boys and girls while I was in Nigeria, but I think just um, putting the term to, like, me being able to call myself something and being able to identify that thing as feminism and not just someone that like didn't want to, mm-hmm. you know, take take shit from people just mm-hmm. because I'm a girl. Mm-hmm. I would say like, yeah, I would say maybe. So that was probably like 2016, if I'm correct, because I'm pretty sure I left Nigeria 2015. Yeah. So like late 2015, early 2016. And I was about 16 years old at that time. Mm-hmm. So what's your own definition of feminism? So I think at this point, um, a good amount of us have come to understand that it's nothing more than equality. You know, like it's not, it's not trying to make one group better than the other. It's Mm -hmm. not trying to radically, um, put one group in front of the other it's just Mm -hmm. equality between boys and girls so it's trying to deplete sexism because sexism is the problem and that's why feminism originated right like it's so it's trying to get rid of sexism in the society it's trying to get rid of all the um inequality that's been rooted um in in uh, expected like attitudes and expected reactions from both men and women is trying to get rid of that internalized um, expectation and standard that doesn't make any sense because one gender should be expected to do one thing while the other is mm-hmm. not. 
it's just equality. Like that's the basic, that's the basic foundation of it. It's nothing more or less than that, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I love how you brought up the fact that it's not about the superiority of females, rather it's about equality because that is constantly what feminism is tagged as and also as man-hating. So why do you think that came about? Like, what do you think started that whole thing that all feminists hate men? Um, like I said, I think it was just like a radical reactionary, like a radical reaction to, you know, another oppressed or another maligned group. Yeah. Um, because once, I think, from the recent history, as we've seen when um, oppressed groups are trying to bring social political issues to light, once something is brought up, and people in power feel squeamish or uncomfortable. They try to they try to shift or distract from the actual issue mm-hmm. and bring up like radicalized, problematic, very trivial um, responses to it. And I think man hating was one of those sorts of responses <clears throat> mm-hmm. because. Um, what matter, matters is that feminism at its core is, like I said, gender equity. So the goal is to create like a society where individuals' genders don't restrict them from an equitable shot at happiness and at success and at just being able to ach- achieve their fullest potential in life. Yeah. And man-hating is just like a childish way of saying that um, because I'm a feminist, I'm I'm trying to bring light to issues of an oppressed group, and I'm not trying to talk about those issues from a dominant group already in power, then I must be biased, and I must favor this gender over this gender. Yeah. It's like- I think it's just like a yeah, typical sensationalist way to distract from important issues, to summarize it all. Yeah, so trying to, it's like a way of trying to downplay the actual problem. Basically. How do you handle being in male dominated spaces? So, thankfully for me, um, it hasn't been too hard because I've always had um, at least one or two other strong female counterparts sharing that space with me so um for example even when i was doing even when i was getting the IV diploma um i know men are expected to put in twice the work and that's why they deserve twice the pay and twice the recognition but when i was in high school in pennsylvania i was with a good amount of girls i think there was maybe there were like three, maybe four dudes in my diploma program. And it was like eight or nine of us girls. And so that was a little bit, it wasn't, it wasn't like male dominated because at this point, I think like we already understand that girls are doing the exact same work or putting in the exact same effort, but historically would be expected to be male dominant. But like I said, I just had like strong female characters they're helping me along the way um in terms of sports i've never been like 
blessed as sports. <laughs> so <laughs> I've never had to tackle that. Uh, I think aspect. that applies to the both of us. Yeah. Um, but academically, I've never been on my own when it came to um, exploring like a male dominant space. I always had good female influences around me. So it never felt like, um, I never felt explicitly marginalized if that makes sense mm. so I guess that answers your question is just that I had good female support yeah but would you have like any tips or any advice for people that are exploring male dominated spaces um number one I would say have good I think what made me feel most comfortable and didn't I to the point that I didn't even realize that this was the male dominant space or this was a space that favored males um uh that fav- favored males more was that i had good female influences around me so i would say if you're feeling left out or like you're not being given an equal shot i would say definitely like try to surround yourself with and it doesn't have to be like um it would be best if it was a woman, right? Because she would probably understand where you were coming from. She'd mm-hmm. be able to tell you, like, ways to tackle uh, a certain issue most effectively. But also just trying to, you know, get good men around you that are educated and not just in the textbook way, you know, that aren't ignorant and aren't selfish enough to school doesn't bring them down or that bringing you up doesn't uh, trivialize their prospects at success either. Um, So generally surround yourself with good people. If it's something explicit like in the workplace, at school, or in like an extracurricular or a sport, um, definitely try to go to um, an authoritative figure um, and try to like voice your issues, but also try to read the situation because everyone's super sensitive at this time. Right? <laughs> so <laughs> they might think like, oh, she's just trying to start something or yeah. she's just being dramatic. But yeah, I'd say uh, take it day by day. So surrounding yourself with good people is really important though. And I know it sounds really cheesy and cliche, but I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it makes a world of difference. You said that there are a lot of like ignorant people around so i also wanted to talk about how growing up as girls we have to constantly hear phrases like boys will be boys or girls are more mature mm-hmm. and, and like just things like that in general they're annoying like it's a nuisance to have to hear that as an excuse obviously um honestly if someone gives tells me that as a response to an issue, I'm obviously no, I I know like what I'm in for. I know okay, this is about to be a fruitless conversation. <laughs> like this is not a serious thing, um, or this person is not taking me seriously, or is not going to take this issue seriously. Mm-hmm. But like I said um, earlier, it's just it's the way it's been so much so that women to have internalized. Um, 
masculinity and patriarchy as the norm, right? Mm-hmm. So you're expected to dress a certain way and to speak a certain way to guys and to give them your phone number if you don't want, even if you don't want to, to make sure that you're always, um, like that you're always with a, a group of people, preferably a guy when you're at a party so that you're not being hassled by other guys because boys will be boys and it's just better to be safe than sorry and it's just like it's it's a very temporary very futile uh solution to a long-term problem um you know the problem is rooted in the history and that the history is sexism is that a lot of men engage in it and a lot of women internalize it and by maintaining the standard of boys will be boys and of you know you're a woman so you should know better or you're a woman so you should be able to look past that yeah it just it just like it allows like the male-centric value system to keep to sustain itself basically yeah, I think it's important to hold everyone accountable for their actions. Oh, definitely. Because these phrases are really just excuses. Yeah, I don't, like I said, I don't pay heed to them. Like, if you're going to come at me with that line, with that pathetic line, I'm not going to, I just know it's, it's a conversation we're not having. Mm-hmm. You're just going to be wasting your time. Yeah. And loads of people feel like they can make choices for what women get to do with their bodies and that's from abortions to the clothes they wear to saying yes to things that they don't want to do yeah um i know the abortion issue i know for like the the earlier half of the year was something that showed up on not just news outlets but my social media Mm -hmm. um platforms a lot because like i said i try to surround myself with good people with sensible people with really intelligent people um and i follow these people on social media and so obviously they were voicing their concerns and their opinions because certain political systems believe that um a woman shouldn't have the choice to do with her body what she wants and that includes keeping a pregnancy or terminating it Mm -hmm. um and it just from i've tried to understand it from every perspective and i just it just doesn't make sense to me if it's not your body it's not your call Mm -hmm. because i also know one of the one of, of like a very very silly excuse or reasoning let me call it um during that time that I saw online was that women are maternal, so they should have this maternal instinct to protect life. But if we look at it historically, whenever men have been inconvenienced or whenever, you know, a certain relationship doesn't sit well with a guy's image or, you know, a certain product of a relationship, doesn't sit well with his image, with his family's background or his family's uh, expectations, then he can 
not he can not show up to father a baby or he can forget you know quote unquote to pay child support Mm. or he can be he's well he's not allowed to be abusive but he can get away with being abusive because people are like that's your family you need to stick with it you need to understand where he's coming from so i think that they just they idealize families and children um and partnerships that surround you know having babies but then when it comes to the reality of it they don't they don't want to be held accountable like you said and accountability is really important because i know the foster system in this country and let me not forget nigeria as well mm-hmm. is crazy like there is no backbone to the system so many kids are left in that system until they grow up and aren't uh given this obviously the same opportunities that children with good families are um and these are the same children that they'll throw to the curb um and that will end up in the prison system because Mm -hmm. they were born out of wedlock or out of a relationship they weren't taken care of they weren't Uh, someone's responsibility and then when it came to the same government that produced these policies and these laws um when it came time to yeah to take care of them and to be held accountable for their judgments and their laws then you know they want to say it's not my problem Mm -hmm. so and i know an argument huh i know an argument that's pro-lifers constantly use is what if it's going to be the next albert einstein or something like oh, that oh yeah and i always think if that's actually one of the arguments i use because mm. I, I remember when i was in year seven in grange i had to do a debate around um around this topic and that's one of the arguments that everyone encouraged me to use was mm. this could be the next barack obama <laughs> or next einstein and it's like, okay, but it could also be the next name on the obituary mm. or the next name in the foster system that ends up 17 years old, a drug addict, mm. no home, no job prospects. Yeah. And so, if, it, if that child is going to be Einstein, wouldn't that child mm-hmm. need a supportive home and a good exactly. upbringing? Exactly. Would they need to be thrown into a system that doesn't care for their needs? So I think we actually, I actually discussed this with um, our auntie in Virginia, mm-hmm. was if you are not ready to become a parent, and if you are not ready to follow through mm-hmm. and be held accountable and provide support and do everything that you are obligate, obligated and required to do as a parent, then don't bother. You know, don't bother, yeah. Because parenthood is a lifelong contract. It's it's not like, oh, I feel this way. So, you know, I feel stressed and I feel down. And so I'm not going to do this because obviously mental health, physical health, emotional health, you need to keep that up, you know, and take care of yourself. But now you're, you're literally in charge of another human or another group of humans. So mm-hmm. the sacrifices... The amount of sacrifices and the amount of work and effort is increased exponentially. Yeah. So I just think 
people people can't especially men because you know they like to do that <laughs> can't call the shots on mm-hmm. what a woman feels is best for herself or is right for herself mm-hmm. so if she knows and if her doctors know that this is going to be a health problem which is one of the more popular issues that people try to overshadow and not discuss is that sometimes pregnancies can be major health issues to women yeah um and if it's going to jeopardize her health her um her ability to have babies later on or in, even just put a strain on her body that she's not going to be ha- be able to handle when time comes and she's at term and it's time to give birth to the baby then it's her call to make it's her choice to make mm-hmm. as a man that's never been through that kind of physical and emotional um pain and that kind of labor you can't you can't possibly think that you're qualified to give input on this you know boys are encouraged to embrace like stereotypical masculine values so uh work out to look good and appeal to a certain audience because this is going to make you look good in society it's going to give you a stronger hold on your masculinity blah 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 but if a girl decides to pursue the same you know to pursue the same goal and mm-hmm. to get dressed and feel cute and feel pretty then she's doing it for attention or you know it's a distract it's a distraction from more serious issues and then more so i just like to point out that my femininity has nothing to do with my feminism mm-hmm. i'm a girl and if i decide that i want to look pretty and i want to dress a certain way then that's on me and that has nothing to do with my personal beliefs on how society is being worked and how society or how social norms are being played out like honestly what do my nails and what do my does my hair and my makeup have to do with mm-hmm. any serious issue about our political climate at this point like if it makes you feel annoyed or if it makes you feel comfortable then the problem is just is like it's beyond me at that point like i don't know what to tell you <laughs> it's above me now exactly it's I just got to leave it to God at that point. But you know what I'm saying? You get the same flack for it that I do, so <laughs> it's all right. Because I remember um, last month, I was having a full-blown debate with the lady that does our hair. Mm-hmm. And she was telling me something about how um, if I look good, I'm dressing up to look good for someone else. And I was like, no, I'm dressing up but, so I, I, I'm, I look good for myself. Woman too. Like, it just gives me secondhand embarrassment. Like, because sit. you're against yourself. This, how mistreated must you have been to feel like me coming to you for, you know, a service that's going to, I guess, amplify my appearance? Mm-hmm. How does it make you feel bad for me? Or why do you feel concerned? Because remember, remember, it was it Christmas. Like, I came home for Christmas last year, mm-hmm. and I went to get my nails done. Hashtag sponsored by you. <laughs> Thank you Thank very much. You got my nails done, and the lady there was so sarcastic with me and so spiteful mm-hmm. because she was like, "I don't think like you should be doing this length at your age. What do you? Why do you need to do this color? Why don't you want a more subtle color?" And I was just like, "Ma'am." 
I just came here to get my nails done. <laughs> if I wanted a lecture, I would have stayed in school. Like, just do the damn thing and get it over with. But, yeah, it really be your own people. Mm-hmm. Until this day, the lady that does her hair still tells me things like, I should be covering my head like every day, like tying a scarf every day. And I was just wondering what... See, that's going to happen when I go to bed. But hold on. Because that's the protective wear for bedtime. Mm-hmm. If I'm not in bed and I'm going out, this hair, this laid hair, with all the baby <laughs> hairs and all the products in it, expensive-ass products, mm-hmm. might I add... It's gonna be shown. She does hair and she's telling me I should be covering up my hair. How like does, I said, how does that even work? This point, like, <laughs> it's all in God's hands. I can't say much on that. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what to tell you. It just seems like women that, that refuse to... I don't even know how to put this politely. Well, it's been internalized. That's because I imagine that if we're thinking about the same person then she's a grandma right um mm. she is a grandma if we're thinking <laughs> about the same person the one that comes to our house yeah yeah she's a grandmother she she has grandkids she's been around for a long time so i can argue with a certain amount of confidence that this is something that's she's internalized with her and that she now strongly believes that the female image and the female character is submissive to the patriarchy. So mm-hmm. cover your hair, be modest, be subtle to to not attract attention because that attention is somewhat reserved for your male counterpart or for your male partner. Um, and anything that draws attention to you or that distracts you, quote-unquote, because that's a very popular phrase, that's Mm -hmm. a very popular word that they like to use, that distracts you from pursuing more serious activities in life you shouldn't do. So cover your hair because you don't want guys looking at you. Wear long pants, don't wear long, don't wear short skirts, don't get your nails done too long, or don't get your nails done, period. Wear makeup, but only to cover, like, your blemishes. Mm -hmm. Don't go all out and have fun because you don't want to draw attention to yourself. Because at the end of the day, if you get in, um, if you get in a situation that you know has been thankfully being covered on the news more and more, if you get an altercation with a guy, um, they try to pin the responsibility on both the guy and the girl. Mm-hmm. So they'll say she was dressed this way or she was drunk and didn't know how to act. So this is kind of her fault too. No. If I want to dress up, if I want to go out um, and have fun with my friends, then I'm, I should do so with the same level of comfort and the same level of confidence that guys are allowed to do so. No? Mm-hmm. So that certain hairdresser, like I said, is just internalized for her at this point. That's what she believes. Who can blame her? She's been used to it for generations now, for three generations, and I can promise you that she's dictated and she's preached that same storyline to her kids. Mm. Um, I don't know what to, to... I like. I don't know what to say to that. If she ever came at me with that... Because <laughs> I was really just like, I'm looking good for myself. When I look good, I feel good. Who told you I'm dressing up to go out and 
attract all sorts of I don't even know. Guys, let me not speak too much on that topic because <laughs> the kinds of characters that even be be attracted to, like oh my gosh. If you talk, they'll say you've talked. It's just it's frustrating, bro. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how would you say that you are challenging gender norms currently? <laughs> So I am the challenge. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um, let me see. Wow, I really have to ponder this for a minute because <laughs> I am seriously like at a point in my life where, um, like these gender stereotypes. Thankfully, they don't affect me too much so in terms of weight like in my workplace wages in class it's not something that um I I let fly over my head or that is enforced on me aggressively um because I'm just so used to female success I'm surrounded with like powerful amazing females that are driven and ambitious and are so so smart such dope people um and the same thing goes for some of the men in my life too (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's just never i guess i'll say that just working hard and seeing the fruits of my labor being acknowledged and being rewarded I guess would be a challenge for some because I know in some industries it's not the same story. It's not as easy to gain recognition and to gain your accolades um, at the same level um, uh, with the same reward as a male counterpart. So I guess down the line, I'll have to collect of my career pursuits. I'll have to get back to you on that. But right now, um, it's not too hard, sis. Like, (laughs) I mean working hard I guess is hard because you know everyone wants to stay at a certain comfort level but there's there I haven't really faced and I'm really grateful for this because I know this is not the same case for people for other people in other industries and in other facets of their life but um mine right now my focus right now is school um, haven't had to tackle too many of those gender stereotypes or issues that arise with gender stereotypes. Obviously, there's been the occasional like call to image where they're like, I don't know if this image suits what you're going after. And I'm like, I'll be the judge of that, sis. <laughs> Thanks, so. Um on the home front now I could tell you a whole lot about that <laughs> but let's not get into that because that's a little messy <laughs> that's um, a little messy it's a little messy so I'm not gonna get into that you know what it is though mm. I just I just don't take it anymore I used to be super complacent at home and be like yeah you know first daughter Ada so I gotta be the handmaid of the house make sure you know like I have to be responsible for my brother's this and tie the family together and hold things down and cook for you know this person and do that and I'm like I have the same responsibilities as all the other children in this house 
why do I have to exert myself more to make everyone else feel comfortable because I'm supposed to hold a certain social status in that household? Um, I laugh now because you've experienced it and you've been crying to me for two years. Like, how did you deal with it? I don't even know how you did it. Good sis. I honestly, I wish I could say that I had sympathy for you. You didn't give it down. The vengeance in me was strong. Like, once I tasted liberty, it was like, wow, this actually exists. Nobody has seen your brick lights ever since. Because for the longest time, you know, and you know who the singer of this song is in our family, <laughs> is that I really expected my life to be male-centric, as embarrassing and as ugly as that, that sounds. It was like, you have to learn this now, and you have to be comfortable with it, because this is going to be you in the future. 15, 20 years down the line, when you're married and you have kids, you're going to ex- be expected to work a crazy job be successful at it come home cook for the kids and the husband make sure your husband is feeling supported and is doing well get the homework done with the kids be active and with the kids and their school do this do that and the whole nine yards all this before like, you even try and think about yourself ex- oh exactly because and then if you, you do last obviously because being selfless and being mm-hmm. being ridiculously generous is the epitome of a good woman of a loving woman and of a supportive wife and all that nonsense and if you even try and think about yourself you're selfish it's like oh, god forbid you think about <laughs> yourself like who do you think you are no at this point in my life i am happy to say that my selfishness has brought me such a long way because at this point no at this point like because i'm not trying to sacrifice myself or my happiness to make others feel comfortable Mm-hmm. especially in our household and you know what i mean shout out to them <laughs> i love them they're the best but you know we love you guys <laughs> we do um i just i'm just not it just doesn't sit right with me you know i wasn't born into this world to make other people feel comfortable and happy with themselves mm-hmm. so I will be selfish at this point in my life when I have no other responsibilities but to work hard and to make a name and a life for myself. I will be selfish and do just that. And if I want to do it while dressing up, I'm going to do it while dressing up. If I want to do it while pursuing a certain sport that I'm crap at, then I'm going to do that too. Like, nothing that I do should be hindered by social norms because I need to be the chef, I need to be the driver, I need to be the nanny. No thanks. That's not what I signed up for. We're all struggling. We're all having a hard time, so we're all going to play the part. Wise words. I know. I do try. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what are you doing to put your voice out there and raise awareness? Um... Apart from this, of course. <laughs> um, I don't even know when this is going to air, so hopefully I've said some pretty good stuff because I just woke up and honestly you've been annoying me. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I've been saying, but... No, you said I some great stuff. I made some sensible points. Um, let me see. 
I guess just like like I said, because people, I think people think being selfish is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, taking others um, into account when considering something that is going to affect others um, significantly is a good thing. But at this stage of my life, where I am with my academic pursuits and my career pursuits, it's okay to be a little bit selfish and to do what I want for my sole benefit. Mm -hmm. So I guess just like pursuing that relentlessly um, and not not being afraid that the field I'm entering is um, some people would say it's a maternal field some people would say it's like a cutthroat field and uh, it's mostly men that get to enjoy the fruits of it but we'll see Um, I'm just pursuing it like relentlessly and without hesitance or hesitation there has been hesitation not gonna lie but (laughs) It's going all right right now. Um, what else? On my social media outlets, anyone that follows me will see that. I usually don't put into my own words what I feel because I feel like there's so many, so many opinions that better, um, that better voice it, mm-hmm. that better articulate it. And people will see that I have these people on my timelines, on my stories, um, and, unapolo- and unapologetically too, because when it comes time to call out a certain group or a certain person for their ignorance or for their hate or for their maligning of certain groups, peoples, for their stereotypical projections of things, um, there's always a few good people that I used to like back it up on the tail, if that makes sense. So I guess on social media, like I don't, I don't, I really don't tweet my own stuff because I'm just not bothered to make the grammatical errors and then go <laughs> back and erase it and tweet again. Um, I get into these conversations, very lengthy conversations with my friends, um, sometimes with strangers I don't know, which at that point it's almost like, it's a new revelation to the stranger that, you know, feminism is a good thing. Yeah. Or or at that point, their mind is made and they just don't want to hear it from you. So it can go either way. But um, my feminist voice stays with me. It's in my lifestyle. It's how I live my life. It's in how I um, communicate with my friends, how I communicate with people who are not my friends. It's in my workplace. I'm comfortable in it. Um I paid the same as everyone else. Um, I do the same work as everyone else. Um, it's in school. It's in my social media. It's in my household. Because <laughs> when we get into those arguments, I'd be bringing up points. And they're like, what? Who said that? Who said that? <laughs> I'm like, sir, do not. Do not try to. Like, ma'am, don't even. Because I got receipts. Um... It's also in, like, the extracurricular activities I do. I'm in MAPS, which is Society for uh, Pre-Med Minority Students that are entering the pre-med field. 
I'm in a women's org, not, not, not going to name that, um, in school, but it's really just about uplifting women, um, building solidarity, um, especially in this time of, you know, feminists and anti-feminists and inequality and all of that. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm in ASA. Hello. Like, uh, I think that's about it. Like, I bet there's more I could be doing, but who knows if the opportunity presents itself and I feel like I'll be seeing good results, then I'll let you know what other ventures I might be doing to promote the feminist movement. Okay. Thank you so much. We've actually come to the end. Thank you so much for joining me today. (laughs) What? What do you mean by that? Girl, I'm tired. I told you this (laughs) before. You want to share a few colors? Anyways. (laughs) Thank you. I didn't say anything. Girl, say what you just to say a second time. I tell you. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been so nice talking to you. You what can I say? So many amazing points, and I know oh, the listeners God. will love this episode. Did I really? Like, mm-hmm. I was honestly half asleep for the first half of the episode. <laughs> no, I had my a voice episode. was like, my voice. I don't even know what to do about my voice at this point. But you agreed. <laughs> I had a lot of Thanks. fun. Thanks. <laughs> thank you so much for joining this episode, and thank you guys no so much for listening. I hope you come back to hear from me again. My name is Shirera Orazbike. Oh, look at you doing big things. Stop, oh my god. Look at you. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for tuning in. It was fun talking to you guys about these things. You actually had some pretty good questions. I didn't expect them from you, but. I don't understand what you mean by that. I'm just, I'm not going, I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear that. I'm All going right, to pretend like I didn't hear the second half. <laughs> That was. I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear the second half. I mean, I have to call it as it is today. Let's just let's both agree that you don't believe really the best first impression. All right, sometimes. bye, guys. <laughs>